0: The Meet for Teacast is brought to you in part by Sonelab, a recording studio in East Hampton, Massachusetts. Offering recording, mixing, and mastering of all styles of music, we even master podcasts. Email info at sonelab.com for more information. That's info at s-o-n-e-l-a-b dot
1: the record button
2: have we started we have started so this is the meet for Tea cast you might always start like that who knows
0: hello everybody
2: hello hello thank you for joining us for season two episode two of the meet for Tea cast and i'm mark allen miller and i'm elizabeth mcduffie
0: and we are your bold hosts
2: sitting here in our airbnb uncomfortably proximal to off-campus student housing in Amherst, where a COVID cluster was recently discovered, not very much to our surprise.
0: Oh, that wasn't unpredictable, one We
2: had heard much raging uncomfortably close again to where we reside until we can return home.
0: And I had said to Elizabeth here, I had said, well, that's going to be an outbreak in two or three weeks. And I concurred. And then the numbers looked really good. And I was like, wow. And just today. And then. Sure enough. Yep.
2: It was a cluster of 19.
0: Yep. Which is not huge, but at the same time, it was traced back to non-protective mask wearing, non-social distancing. We
2: heard the raging.
0: Yep. So, hey people, you want to be through with this thing? Be through with this thing
2: I feel like we're preaching to the choir with our listeners
0: Probably
2: Any of you that are um, feeling like it's a hoax Or like wearing a mask doesn't work or endangers your health um, Get over yourselves it, 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 first Get of over
0: all, yourselves yeah, First of all, wearing a mask isn't going to hurt you Yeah, it's not fun I do it every day I'm required to do it at my work
2: Also, where's the hoax coming from? the government who's that come on
0: yeah pay attention to who's saying what to you when you believe certain things about what the government is or isn't doing but anyway
2: <sighs> put on your critical thinking hats people
0: yes put them on but this is the meat for tea cast it is not a political podcast well not directly
2: and nah, we're not apolitical
0: no we're, we're we don't actually. occupy that position of privilege and if anybody actually pays attention to what Meat for Tea, or even what I do as a, as a musician, what we all do, yeah, it, we don't hide our politics exactly. And we appreciate the people who listen to us who maybe don't fully agree, but are willing to listen, and we love that kind of open mind, so we celebrate that. So thank you very much if you are still sticking around and hearing us right now. But interestingly, first of all, what did we just do?
2: Oh well, we just finished a wonderful Zoom event to celebrate the 10th anniversary of a hundred thousand poets, artists and musicians for change. An event co-founded by Michael Rothenberg. And we had a very stellar lineup of writers, all of whom have been published in Meet for Tea. I feel lucky to be able to say our featured reader was Jane Yolen. And we are hoping we have our fingers crossed. We were gonna stream it live on Facebook as the event was happening, but we kept getting that spiral of doom while we are trying to
0: live stream. It, it kept saying processing as ending. we were trying to start. Yeah, trying to start the live video. We tried several times. I even tried when we were about two readers in, just figuring at least we could get some of it live and it just wouldn't start. And I had tested it. And and we had
2: to start on time because our featured reader, again, the very illustrious Jane Yolen,
0: does not appreciate being kept up past her bedtime. So we wanted to make sure we were running on time And then even though it became obvious that we were doing a live recording Zoom meeting as opposed to a live broadcast Zoom meeting, we still wanted to keep it punctual. And we did, and it was great. My, I'm I'm actually, as I am saying this right now, I am watching the Zoom app convert our recording.
2: Yay, that's good news.
0: To a format that can then be edited and then uploaded to, our Meet for Tea page and to the uh, event listing page that we did and also we will upload it to our Meet for Tea YouTube page. So keep your eyes out which is also places you can go to see our virtual circ. It's a good one from September.
2: We had a very nice chat with the poets we had Ernest Brut and Object Echo and David Miller and Jose Oseguera and Justine Diamond Seth Cable a special video from Attack Bear Press because they could not be present. And reasons for that are given in the Zoom conversation.
0: But I I don't know, we're, Nicole, we're talking about maybe Nicole Young and. Nicole Young, Justine Diamond. Are we forgetting? But I hope we're not forgetting anybody. It just happened. <laughs> it was a lovely group of about, what, 10, 10 people? 11.
2: 11. And I'm, I'm thinking of. Maybe popping that chat up in a future episode of the podcast, perhaps. Oh, that's
0: actually a really lovely idea. Because after we were done with the readings, we kept talking and had a nice chat with and everybody. And it's a cool chat, and I think you all might like to hear it. So we may, we may feature that at some future date.
2: You know what? You can do if you want us to feature, if you want us to do anything. You can engage with us on the meet for teacast Facebook page, the meet for tea Facebook page. You can also record a voice memo and email it to meetforteacast at gmail.com and we'll pop you on the podcast because we would love to hear your voices, your suggestions, your opinions.
0: There's also a voice recording section over at anchor.fm, sort of the home base of this podcast. Makes and- it... Stupid easy. I think about a third of you actually listen to this podcast through through uh, the Anchor app or through the Anchor website directly. Although I see a lot of Apple podcasts and to a fair degree Spotify, but this podcast is available almost everywhere. Definitely. You get your favorite podcast. It's podcasts. on
2: Stitcher. I think it's on CastBox. It's widely available. Yeah. Pretty much any
0: podcatcher you use. Podcatcher. You not know, like a dreamcatcher? No. <laughs> I knew that answer already. That's why I asked the question. So, here we are with Season 2, Episode 2, and we have a very special guest who is a contributor to Meet for Tea in that he and his band played the Cirque right before the shutdown.
2: Yes, they played our March 7th Cirque. They also played a Cirque some years before...
0: Probably about 10 or... Nine, yeah.
2: At the elevens, I can look that up. But this is actually um my my very first serious boyfriend from when I was seventeen and he was sixteen. Dan Whitley, younger brother of Chris Whitley,
0: and uncle to, to- uncle to
2: Trixie Whitley.
0: So quite a family. And, and, and son, son of-, of
2: Mikhail Mickey Whitley, brilliant brilliant sculptress, who, um, here's a thing for you guys to do. (gasps) Yes, do this. Dan tells me that she has her beautiful bronze sculpture. I saw it actually when we were were a couple. It's called Egg 2, and it's a bronze sculpture, a large, maybe three-foot-high bronze sculpture with an egg cracking open and human figures crawling out of it. And that resides in the lobby of a building in Northampton. And I have actually looked. I've been on something of a quest, or at least I was part of the COVID. Well, we've Googled the snots out of it, And Googled and just on foot looked and word of mouth, all of it. So if you know
0: where this sculpture resides. Please send us an email or a message. We've call
2: lo- in, we'll put your voice on the podcast. We yeah. want to
0: hear voices other than ours. We've been looking for this sculpture for actually since I first heard of it. I started looking, and I haven't. It's
2: really been a quest.
0: I have not found it, but apparently, it is somewhere in some lobby of some building, apparently in Northampton. In Northampton. Although Dan seemed to think possibly East Hampton, even
2: he did say because people Dan Dan lives in New Jersey, and people that aren't from here. I mean, at least he knows there is a Northampton and an East Hampton, unlike a lot of people. That aren't from Massachusetts that think that the entire state <laughs> consists of Boston and the Berkshires. You know those people? Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's not one well, of those. I think some of them think that there's this thing in the middle called Worcester, but then that's but it. But that's it. Yeah. And Ain't you, nothing else. Yeah, UMass, UMass Amherst happens to be an island like off the coast of.
2: There's Cape. the Cape. The there's Cape. the Cape. Yeah. There's Boston. There's Worcester, and there's the Berkshires, and then you've seen Massachusetts, done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But as we all know, Western Massachusetts is a massive hotbed of creativity, which is part of the reason why we've stuck around here. The 413. Yeah, kicking it in the 413. So we've got Dan Whitley, and it's a lovely conversation, very um, impromptu.
2: We do some reminiscing. When we started dating, it was 1979, so we talk a little bit about doing a combination hitchhiking, train trip out to the village to hang out with his brother, Chris. How I had and subsequently lost Chris's first demo tape. Mm. Drat. Um, His mom, her sculptures, the bowling alley that she had her studio and apartment in. And then um,
0: more. Yeah, so much. Let's not, not much, let's not give it away because guess what? That's what people are about to
1: hear.
2: I should let y'all know that, um, Chris Whitley achieved a large degree of musical fame, but Dan Whitley is a really great musician. I would say he's equal easily, definitely, in mm-hmm. his own right. And he's got two albums you can find them a lot of places, but easily on Bandcamp. The first is Calling All Gods, and the most recent is Live Out Loud.
0: They're amazing. Yes, definitely check those out. It's powerful stuff. I think we should probably push right into that conversation. I think we should, without further ado. Here's a conversation with Dan Whitley, Elizabeth, and I.
2: Welcome to the podcast. And you can noodle with your guitar play things, talk about whatever you want. I feel lucky to be sitting here with my first love (laughs) and my final love, my first real boyfriend and my final real boyfriend, both at one time. So I feel like I'm in a fortunate position right now. (laughs) Pretty good. When did we meet, Dan? Was it 1979? Does that sound right to you?
3: I don't, I don't know the exact date, but I mean, I know I how old. I was like, I was sixteen,
2: and I was seventeen.
3: Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. So if I was born, <laughs> yeah. so that would be nineteen seventy nine.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy.
2: And it was the winter in uh, Bellows Falls, and actually, I remember how we met. You were with your crew of buddies, and you asked me. Maybe you didn't know I was 17. If I could pop into the liquor store and buy you guys some beer. <laughs> Do you remember that? Because I had this we were thing. You
3: are always looking for someone to buy us beer. Yeah.
2: These stories are so funny. I think this is a fine way. Don't you think, baby? This is a fine way to start this conversation.
3: Absolutely. So um, you, look, you looked older. And-
2: <laughs> uh, well, I think I look older. I looked older you had like because... A,
3: a- you, I had like a shit well ton together. of makeup on
2: my seventeen-year-old face. Yeah. I needed to wash my damn face. Is what needed to happen.
3: You you had makeup on. That was like
2: I had like, so much makeup on. Yeah, oh
3: my god. Makeup. Yep. Yep. Yeah, totally.
2: that was actually my goal. It's so funny
3: to look yeah. older <laughs>
2: because like, hey, a lady. Oh my God! So much.
3: Right, that was the.
2: Hey, lady, can you buy us some beer? And I was like, (laughs) silently thinking to myself, "Well, I am only seventeen, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna carry this bluff off, and I'm gonna go into that liquor store and gonna buy some damn beer." And the funny thing is, I walked in, and they didn't. Bad an eye, and I don't know how you don't spot a kid who's just plastered her face with makeup. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs>
1: yeah. because,
2: you know, now that you're a grown man, um, you, you can definitely tell the difference.
3: <laughs> yeah, totally.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was so funny, but I think I bought like a 12 pack of something not expensive. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know how much money you gave me. I don't remember
3: what it's things cost, like- but probably a knickerbocker or something really cheap
2: Some <laughs> shit
3: <laughs> whatever Just probably
2: like a 12 10 bucks i was whatever. gonna say
3: schlitz yeah
2: oh my god which i find <laughs> undrinkable <laughs> but that was so funny and then we all went to your apartment and your mom's Fabulous art studio All in that old restored bowling alley Oh my
3: god yeah We went to the, the my mom's lo- Little studio Actually it was like a big yeah it was a converted Bowling alley Bowling
2: alley Yeah I'll yeah. never yeah. forget It was one of the most beautiful places I'd ever seen in my life I loved it <laughs> It was cool And then we were like yeah. on a fucking mission
3: That was a crazy time Oh my and god mom-
2: Somehow we, we really, really wanted to get high somehow and we didn't have anything except I remember one of your friends had a bag of like rose hips and he's like, I heard if you smoke these, you can get wasted.
0: <laughs> God. Yeah, re- oregano works really well too right here.
2: No, we actually <laughs> smoked rose hips. I'll never forget that floral oh, flavor in the back of my throat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. Did, it, did it work? <laughs> Does no. That bring
2: up memories. I, well, I think we maybe got stoned just because we couldn't breathe properly after smoking basically
0: perfume. <laughs> That's just oxygen deprivation.
3: But yeah.
2: I'm glad we I didn't again. die. I am too. I don't. We had some great ideas about ways to recreate all over, like Putney and bellows falls and then a very fun hitchhiking slash train trip to greenwich village to meet oh my her god brother
3: yeah we'd, chris we hitchhiked down to i we hitchhiked down to new york city and went to cbgb's and got wasted <laughs> was oh my god
2: well we hitchhiked partway do you remember we took the train partway too
3: Oh yeah, we hit we hitched in I think we hitched into into like New Haven or something like that. Yeah,
2: yeah. And then and then it was the train. Yeah. From there. And then and then we're in in the village, which yeah. I'll never forget that cuz that's the first time I heard um Gary Newman's Cars was at your brother Chris's apartment. Yeah. And he's like, "Listen to this album, guys."
0: That's hip. That's so hip. <laughs> <laughs> that's just so cool. See, you all You all would have been the people that I was like completely yeah, no looking doubt, up to. Man. I'll be looking up to you for for music recommendations and, you know, just what
2: and, and, and for how to get <laughs> kicked out of CBGBs for being too that was, drunk.
1: It was crazy. <laughs> my
0: <So>.
2: friend Jack.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like nobody I gets kicked out of CBGBs. Out,
1: so.
2: Oh, like, my God. Such wild times and I remember I think you gave me your brother Chris's first demo tape Mm. Which I really wish I'd hung on to I didn't know I was like a 17 year old kid there's a cassette well I lost it
0: Yeah You
3: (laughs) you don't by chance have a copy of that do you? Um, Probably yeah, I, I, I don't think I actually have that one. No. Oh, I, I got a have bunch of i like,
2: of that.
3: I, I pretty of a his entire like, Spectrum archive.
0: Like, that's really cool. a is there, is there yeah. any plans for possibly doing something
3: a little bit of a little bit of a little i, I yeah, I'm, I'm talking, no, I'm, I'm, Um, a little I'd like to figure out a way to re-release like dirt floor and and in you know, a cool box set. Like a um a, a a live concert mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe some really good that. there's a really good live show that I have I I got I'm working on the, the trying to figure out a way to to get it um Get it, this box set made with with the this live show and a re-release of Dirt Floor, and then and then alternative takes of of different yeah. songs from Dirt Floor.
2: Oh man, so that it'd, would it'd be, be so awesome!
3: And all on vinyl. Ooh, so it'd, it'd be like a nice box set, like a really tasty box set of Dirt Floor and and other stuff mixed with the live, um, the live stuff and alternative takes of Dirt Floor. Yeah, I, yeah. Which That's are, like perfect. Yeah, it would be really tasty vinyl box set, like you know, like the ultimate sort of thing,
0: you know. And uh, yeah, I mean, I would put it on CD too, because there's going to be people who are like, you can do that a lot more cheaply than yeah, vinyl in terms of the pressing. So you're going to have a market for that too, I'm sure. But yeah, I think you'd have a market. But for
2: But we would put that vinyl yeah, box to, set in our collection. To
3: get some somehow <laughs> somehow get it together and 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 um it or somehow or you know yeah i bet but that I would, would work i think the fans would really be into into like a whole totally and then have singular you know i don't know or but it's just a dream at this point i'm just trying to just kind of in the beginning phases of thinking about this. That's a good idea. You know. <laughs> That's Try. a pretty
2: cool d- dream. Yeah. Do you know you you played our actually um last physical meet for tea release party, our last Cirque before COVID shut everything down. Oh
3: yeah! Yeah yeah.
2: yeah. So that's kind of historic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that March seventh yeah. circ.
3: Yeah, um, what a the, blast that was, God I'm glad you guys had a good
2: time. That that was great. <laughs> yeah, the, the next one we had, you can you could see it. It's just it's streaming on the Facebook page. We had to do a virtual circ
1: mm.
0: in
2: September because ain't no one doing anything physical and in person right now.
0: Of course, we were joking. Um, no, we no, were joking We were lamenting right after that circ that you played that we wished there had been More people there mm. And of course, you know, in hindsight Like, you oh, know, it, it's
3: really good there We were... wish we crowded
2: more people Into a small space yeah, was, well, What a we cool were like, thought to have We were like, oh, man,
3: there's a lot of people <laughs> There was a lot of people <laughs> we there, didn't expect
2: Well, also considering That um, we were a week away From everything being shut down Due to COVID transmission it was mm. one could say an irresponsible amount of people to have in a yeah space.
3: yeah yeah actually it, it was it it seemed like a like a good responsible amount it wasn't crazy packed jam packed you know it was it was yeah, kind of, but there was definitely not six feet between people no <laughs> it, it felt like it it felt like the like the energy there it felt like there was enough people there. to Make it feel like a show. <laughs> you know? The
2: energy always feels good in there. I can't wait till we can start doing them that way again.
3: Oh, it's such a cool scene too. It's such a fun time. It's,
2: it's cool. yeah, it's a cool. We've assembled a cool a cool group of people. We're happy to have you amongst them. And you you played a Cirque years ago. Gosh, t- was it nine years ago? Part of that at this. Bar called the Elevens.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that.
2: That was I, I remember you had some something happened. There was an equipment thing. Was there an amp thing? I remember there was a, a little disruption in your set for that show.
1: Wow, yeah. I don't. I don't even remember.
2: I remember every detail about every single thing that fucks up in anything I do. That's just um, <laughs> just how I go. But it was it was a good show nonetheless, and I think that's when I was doing those things, like a huge festival, and those were weird because I don't know if you noticed when you were there, there was a strange bar right next door that was like a meat market bar, Ooh. and people would kind of cross over from that side into our like very different side. You could write a whole like social experiment on those. There was too. some
0: some serious rubbernecking I think going on. Like what's going on over there? Let's go check that well, out.
2: Let's slide in the back door and not pay the cover <laughs> and make sure the bands don't get paid too.
0: <laughs> oh, that was always a problem, yeah. Well, when we had burlesque shows. Would we have Yeah, was there burlesque the night you played? No. Was that before or after? Because we did There burlesque. wasn't burlesque, I right? did. Yeah, yeah cuz that would that would get people coming in trying to sneak in them. The back door, like, what's going on? Burlesque. Ooh, look at the.
2: (laughs) People see tits, and they try to break through doors. It just unleashes a primal instinct. So I remember the first time I got to the bowling alley being just overwhelmed and so impressed with a sculpture your mom was working on, and I saw it finished. And I, th- I believe it was called Egg Two. What was she working on? I think it was called Egg Two. It was. Oh, like-
3: Egg Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that I, I believe that piece is right there in your home in in um in Northampton, in like, like right by, not far from. from from your all studio over there. Wait, is it in East Hampton? Yes, in East Hampton. Yeah, it's it's in it's in a the lobby of a building. It's it's on display there.
2: I've been trying to find it. Well, yeah. I haven't been trying lately because we're we're not supposed to go anywhere.
3: That guy, yeah, he's he's like he's always giving me an open invitation to come by and see it and stuff.
2: Wait, Wait. a minute, is it is it, it in a that- gallery?
3: That piece, it's funny that piece found its way there somehow <laughs> You mentioned it
2: it found its way to me
3: yeah the bronze it's it's it was a bronze mom was working on it when you when you met her she was working on it in clay yes and yeah and then she'd fire she'd fire it and I remember um,
2: just kind of talked me through I'd see it in processes and she'd talk me through it, the whole thing from clay to plaster, to the mold, to the bronze. It was so fascinating to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. And she was such a badass feminist too. She always made sure to point out to me that yeah. in her field, she was one of the few women, like most, most people that worked in bronze Sculptors As the word would imply Were male Yeah, yeah And that was just so I just remember as a 17 year old girl Being so impressed Just with the badassery <laughs> Of yeah.
3: your mom Yeah, she was she could, she could do anything You know, and she is pretty Amazing She's like the stuff she did that that, you know, she'd fix her car, she could, you know, f- f- just anything really she put her mind to. <laughs> she just, she'd basically just educate herself on the, the premise and figure it out and do it. It's just like fearless kind of approach to life.
2: Fearless and so cool. And this is before you could just go to YouTube and... Just find an instructional video on how to do a thing. Yeah. She'd just figure this shit out.
3: Yeah, yeah. She's very smart. She She's a multidimensional kind of person. Like she, she, she was an artist through and through, and then she could, she was, you know, she paid her bills and, and, you know, managed offices and stuff, or m- managed like a, uh, foundry did different jobs and stuff but she she did um, she, she always got by you know and she always worked hard she was a really work, hard working person with a lot of pride in what she did but um it, it, was, it was pretty she tried to make a good a good Trying to be a good example for young people, you know. Oh. She
2: she definitely changed the she just and I've told you this before, but she changed the whole course of the way I approach life and my relationship to other women. She sat me down for a very stern talk. Wow. (laughs) One day. You'd had some friends over and we were having drinks and I just somehow had decided I had to be the most performatively like hot girl in the room. And the next day she's like, you're a very pretty girl, Elizabeth, but you are not in competition (laughs) with the other girls. You don't need. Yeah. And it, it really gave me pause and made me think you don't need to act this way, this is not a cool way to act.
3: Yeah, wow.
2: (laughs) It was so, it just stuck with me forever. And I think it did. Wow,
3: that's great.
2: Yeah, I know. It's very transformative. I think every 17-year-old girl who's going around trying to be the hottest girl in a room full of other people should be (laughs) set aside and told exactly that.
3: Wow, that's great. So good.
2: No, it stuck with me. I mean, here I am. I, I have a birthday coming up, as do you. Happy early birthday to us both.
3: Oh yeah. Yep. Happy early birthday. Yep.
2: Yep. Libra birthdays.
0: Yeah. You, yep. you,
3: you guys are like what? Like
0: forty-two, forty-three, something like that.
2: Yeah, we are right, Dan. We're forty-two and forty-three. You're forty-two. I'm forty-three. That's correct.
1: Right.
3: Run, run <laughs>
2: Or was it 34 and 35?
3: <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like 12. I'm 12 going on <laughs> fifty,
2: whatever. I feel like a very big part of my brain is like a 12-year-old boy still. <laughs> I, I still uh, like music and graffiti and cartoons that largely appeal to 12 year old boys and not to 58 year old women. So I don't know what happened there, but I'm glad it stuck.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I mean, in terms of like aging, I don't, in a lot of ways feel that much different than like when I was in my early to mid twenties, except for maybe a little more responsible and a little more tired all the time.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, with COVID tired. Yeah, tired. exactly.
3: It's a little wiser and more responsible and and wiser. <laughs> oh well I'm I'm like I'm like sober forever now. I'm i like, am <laughs> I know. Me. Do you want to... I quit drinking, you, you're like at 21 or 22 because I, I just went down so far. Oh, wow.
2: oh, my God. You have some wild stories, Dan. You've got to tell these wild stories leading up to why you quit drinking. Oh, do you, man. Do you want just, to? You don't have to. I won't make you, but they're they're entertaining stories.
3: Yeah, it took me years just to get my head together to... to be like a f- functioning, <laughs> yeah, adult for a while, you know. But but it, there but, was
2: a there was a road a thing that led to the final decision to quit once and for all.
3: Oh my um my, I I tried to outrun the police in Texas went, like from outside of Round Rock, Texas, and
2: this is crazy.
3: I was I was just like. It was my twenty-first birthday, and I, yeah, I, I just, I, I blew past two state troopers doing one hundred and twenty-five miles an hour. Oh my god, on the That's highway, insane. and and wow. um, I saw the blue lights come on, <laughs> and, I just, <laughs> and, I, and I just basically put it to the floor, you know, and.
2: I can outrun these guys.
3: And I just flew, you know, I, they didn't catch me easy, but they're uh, after a while, it's, it's like I looked up ahead and I could I see like a, <laughs> like, like a sea of blue lights. I came up over this little ridge. <laughs> oh, my. And it was like, and I went through them and, I, and they opened fire on my car. And <laughs> oh, my
1: God.
2: This is the best story ever. I remember you told me this and, of, uh, Yeah,
3: when you it talked was it on the was phone my, a while ago. It was my awakening like I, I just <laughs> that was it for me. I was either going to end up dead or or um <laughs> or, you know, they pounded me and I woke up in the back of a cop car <laughs> going to jail. <laughs> You know it was, Wow So it was my 21st birthday and
2: Happy birthday, and right? And I,
3: I made it to just It was like outside of Waco, Texas or something, <laughs> you know, Some shit, you know And I Ooh. Well, you know they, I was Drunk, you know I was drunk off my ass And I, when I was drinking I just did stupid Just moronic things You know, like, <laughs> you know And it but that, you know, I just found it like seventeen. That was before the two-year mandatory mandatory sentencing for went for trying to outrun the cops. Now it's like there's like a two-year mandatory. You know, I could.
2: But um, there was no time for that, right?
3: No, it was it was a crime. It was up to the judge and. and And I was, I was like, they, they beat me up pretty bad. Like they beat me unconscious I barely see out of one eye. (laughs) Oh
2: my (laughs) God, that's horrible.
3: Yeah. So um, I was, you know, I was 21 and I, and I mean, I could have killed someone. They basically did their job in stopping me. You know, they had, they had to stop my car and it was it was basically you know it was it was pretty hairy like i i was sort of out of control drunk and driving it's like dumb moronic thing you know so it's it's just so it's like it's not a thing where i blame cops at all for that it's it wasn't like like brutality to me no,
2: it's not like Brianna Taylor it was, it was yeah. like
3: they had I could have like killed a family of kids you know and so it wasn't to me it wasn't that like I don't I don't look at it like that anymore it's totally separate from the other sure. stuff, you know yeah. but of it's course. It, was, it was it was I mean I I you know I lived and and I I um I spent like seventeen days in this county jail and it was oh. just really weird. And I got out, you know, I, I I got to the I I went to the went to the they took me to court to see the judge and to figure out what they were gonna do to me with with oh, me,
1: my. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
3: And I think they felt bad about beating me up <laughs>
2: They should have
3: and, um, Yeah and, There,
0: there and, may have been some advisement From legal counsel that they Possibly no, I,
3: I didn't pushed even you. I, I came, I walked out In my in These these jail clothes <laughs> And there's And um, they took me out And there's my mom, my grandmother And my aunt <laughs> Oh and I was like I was just so embarrassed and and they were you know it was like this, this, all my Texas relatives were and um, and so I, I I went into the to the judge and the judge was black and I was like wow I could huh. and he looked at me like really deeply and I I was like, God, this guy, this guy is deep, man. And and um, <laughs> he looked at me like, "Did you learn your lesson, son?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think, think he so. knew I did. <laughs> like he really looked at me, like, you know, you know what I mean. I was scared shitless, and
0: I, I can't imagine a judge saying that to somebody.
3: Now, yeah, yeah. And he was, he have was you like, learned your lesson, son? You know. Yeah, or, he looked at me like, like, hey, did you learn your lesson? And and um, so it was basically it was it was like a DWI and a 125 mile an hour speeding ticket and a speeding ticket. Wow, man. <laughs> and, and and a DWI and and um and probation. And I, and I, um, and it was just, it was like, but they almost killed me. So I, I went, you know, I, I, I went to sit in my car and my tires were shot out. My mom had to bring some tires up. Sometime. Oh yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. Oh, like tires mounted on rims. She,
2: Man, what was she thinking?
3: And my windshield was shot out. So <laughs> she, I, she
2: saw a bullet. Marks in your windshield.
3: Yeah, I sat. Your poor I sat, in my car. I sat down in the driver's seat to drive it home, and there's there's a bullet hole like lined up with my f- face.
2: That's a sobering
3: moment. Like, and the bullet ricocheted off my windshield. Luckily. Mm-hmm. So, like, so that was like a, it was and, and it actually pierced the windshield. Holy there was crap, there was like dude. a like a knee, there was like a small hole through it, but it bounced off. It was like the angle was just right for it to bounce off. And luckily it didn't go through. Otherwise I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be talking. You
2: wouldn't right? be talking to us on this podcast today. That's what wouldn't be happening. Yeah.
3: So that was so it was kind of a lesson learned. You know, that was like the last and this it was like a long kind of Right, just stupid stuff I did in my drinking. Oh, geez, you know, I was total alcoholic. And-
2: oh, god, in those Bellows Falls Putney days,
3: yeah, it, when we
2: were all just roaming around as a pack, we were just looking for like more and more and more. We were just like, we've done yeah. all these substances now. What are there more? Yeah. Can we do more? <laughs>
3: No, i shall finding to find a for this state of
2: as a late, I mean, not that I want to blame.
3: Well, it, it this turned out. my, it, it really, it, it really like, it really made me look at myself and, and it was kind of what I needed because I was so far gone at that point. When I was drinking, it was like I was out of control. So it was, it was literally, it took that much to make me see like that I, that I needed to hit Bottom, like bad, to um to r- really sober up and re- and really kind of think about my life.
2: <laughs> and that was it, and, though, right? Th- that was just- yeah. That
3: was that was it, man. I I totally, I totally changed. Like like I was I was a different person when I wasn't drinking. I, I mean, I just I you know I have control, you know, and and drink like. You just kind of lose control when you're an alcoholic. Just, you know, mm-hmm. become this crazy person. It's a really pretty. It was pretty eye-opening, and, and it changed my life. It was like it was a lifetime. It was more than a lifetime ago, you know. Yeah. But it was it was memorable, and it was like something to... Something to change your life about for sure. It wasn't like the type of thing that you wanted to go back to ever, you know.
2: Oh no, no, yeah. no!
3: It gave me kind of respect for life, and and I, I I didn't have a lot of respect. I was I was just a suicidal kid, you know, with problems and and a kind of a depressed kid in in private, you know. I was out. Outwardly, pretty happy seemingly, like half the time. And I social, I had a lot of friends and stuff. Oh, yeah. Girlfriends, you know. And yeah. You know, it, it wasn't like I was, I was like a, a loner. Like uh, we were kind of all loners in our minds, you know.
2: <laughs> I think, You're do like, you think this is a weird thing about like 19, the end of the 70s, the early 80s? Do you think that might have been part of the, culture I just I feel like there were a lot of kids that were like that I feel like that I was one of them that we we were
1: yeah
3: we
2: had our friends and we went and our pack of friends,
3: Party out! Yeah, we didn't have much guidance. We, oh, yeah, <laughs> we had. We didn't have any guidance back
2: but then. But it's like, like we were trying to put a band aid on something that we couldn't yeah. quite describe.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Don't you think?
3: Yeah, it's it's funny that parents were really kind of young and dumb back then. Like like kids grew up with no guidance in the seventies and eighties. <laughs> like.
2: Well, I don't but, but if they did, I mean I I don't know. I'm I'm of, I'm of mixed minds about this, Dan, cuz I think if they did, we might not have had like punk rock or industrial music. I, I think there's a whole lot of rebellious,
3: mm, angry,
2: yeah. weird crap that grew mm. out of crowds of people feeling that way.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you we know get, what I mean? Get hyped around the like
2: Oh my god, hitchhiking around the Vermont countryside of the sleeping bag.
3: Yeah. Yeah. My
2: husband's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but
3: just nutty.
2: Oh, but but you know, I think a lot of us kids were just um I mean, I don't wanna make us sound super special or anything, but I think there were a lot of very artistic, very Intelligent kids that didn't have any place to put that.
3: Oh yeah, lack of stimulation. It's like Uh kids that are don't get the stimuli they need. Like the the creative kids, they they just they turn to alcohol and drugs to to you know, numb their minds, <laughs> dumb it
2: down a little bit so you can hang out with everyone else. Cause otherwise they don't understand a word you're saying.
3: <laughs> that's, that's the key. That's like the whole key right there. That's, mm-hmm. that's like when I, when I don't do something creative now, I, I just feel like I'm going insane. And that's, that's what was happening back then. <laughs> like, I, but I, but the drinking, like it, you lose your boundaries, like you, you lose your, um, your control, your boundaries, all that shit just goes away and you you deal with it in the wrong ways. It's like when when you're young and you don't really know, you know.
2: Uh, 21 is so young. That would have been, what,
3: 1981? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yep, yep, early 80s. So when (laughs)
2: was that as opposed to like the whole Waco, Texas... Timothy McVeigh, uh, did did those? uh, I feel like historically those are close. Mm,
0: Pardon, Waco Waco and and was later, I think.
2: The the Timothy McVeigh that was later. Okay. For some reason, I'm like, well, no wonder there are cops all around Waco, (laughs) but maybe it was later. Yeah. Mm. No, that's that's. Yeah,
3: that was that was later on.
2: I wish I, I wish I knew which, um, I've actually gone on, um, well, I did go, I haven't gone recently because we're not supposed to go places right now, but I did go on some quests through downtown Northampton looking for the lobby, which houses your mom's sculpture, because I would love to see it.
3: Oh, totally. Yeah. And yeah. pay
2: my tribute to the woman that changed my outlook and the way I relate to
3: oh yeah other women I'll, I'll, and other
2: people in general. Do you know what she, I have a quote actually.
3: I'll get you the, I'll get you the guy's name later on when I, when I can find it. On,
2: it it's well. not Don Mueller, is it?
3: Um, no, I, uh, I, 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 or I, William Basick. I don't have his name off the top of my head. Oh, no pressure.
2: And we can put things in the show notes also in post. So, like, no worries whatsoever.
0: Pedaling backwards a little bit, actually, if you were in the Waco area in February 28th to April 19th of 1993, you were in, that was when the the, uh, Branch Davidian. Oh, that was
2: 1993.
0: Yeah, 93. Whoa! Okay. So I had it off by like twelve years. I, I uh, yeah, I, I, I remembered it as being earlier than that, but wow, huh?
3: <clears throat> anyway, I guess we learned a little bit of history today.
0: We
1: did.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I was in Round Rock, outside of Austin, Texas. I just, I was just in a drunken, kind of nutty. <laughs> nutty binge on my 21st birthday I just hit the road I like had I had like a 12 pack of beer and Were I you
2: solo? Were you just like hitting the road like
3: I, I was just like ah, I'm gonna leave
2: <laughs> You
3: were done <dumb. laughs> this- Do You, <laughs> you know and up? I just hit the road going It was like just stupid but that was oh. when I was living down in down in texas and
2: where i've never been someday i will i have i have a a, a real um i know you're like partially Austin,
1: from and there
3: Austin around rock <laughs> now it's we're a, gonna have
2: I, some tunes from dan Whitley
3: <laughs> i wouldn't complain
2: just intersperse casually wherever you want um
3: oh it's so, just it's too packed. It's so busy now and it's turning into like a kind of a silicone valley like a Oh yikes. It's it's turned into it's it's different, but there's other there's other little towns around that are really cool and and like doable, you know, and more doable maybe. And now um, Texas it's gotten gotten a little pricey and like like in Austin there's there's a good there's nice people around around the outskirts and you know and really great songwriters and stuff around around the Austin area. Oh yeah, musically Austin is a
0: phenomenal area of the country. There's just so much going on. Yeah.
2: Well, a favorite band, but only before a certain era. I I loved Gibby Haynes and the Butthole Surfers really hard until, until the 90s. They were cool early. They were cool. I mean, and and talk about a crew of people that just went around um, abusing substances and being on the road. Mm -hmm. Apparently, they just did acid and ate pizza and drank beer till they got to their gigs <laughs> <laughs> and they just did their shows. So there
0: there must have been somebody who was of a clear enough mind.
2: I don't think so.
0: To manage to You look get at
2: their early them. concert but, footage, there was no one no, there of must a clear been, mind. There
0: must have been somebody behind the scenes getting them to the gig and mm. making sure they got on stage somehow somebody was was hurting. that was
2: them on their tour bus they were they were insane
0: so, so they were they're they, were, they were driving their own tour bus like that.
2: no uh, <laughs> it's really weird like i'm really someone glad to, that we're not all. <laughs> i'm sorry i cut you off dan i didn't want
0: to interrupt
3: someone you. has to do the business yeah that's what i'm thinking
0: there had to be somebody doing the business otherwise that <laughs> yeah. that, that ship would never sail but man, it did sail, and it sailed guy. all the
2: way into the top 40,
1: <laughs> which is
2: when I stopped caring about them. I like them better. I, I don't know. I'm, I, it's, it's really weird. It's very paradoxical for me. Like I'm really glad that we're not these out-of-control, off-kilter, smart kids that had no place to put our smartness and creativity. <laughs> yeah. But I think a whole lot of really interesting art and music was born out of people feeling just that kind of frustration.
3: Yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. No right?
2: Doubt. And I don't know that I would trade that in. Like, there's probably a whole decade full of really cool and interesting stuff, like Butthole Surfers, Locust Abortion Technician, like, you don't think of an album title like that if you're just in your normal head. You just don't. Oh, no. <laughs>
3: Butthole surfers.
2: Yeah. I'm going to name my band something I could never tell my mom ever, ever, or Scraping Fetus Off a Will. Remember them? <laughs> but um, I, I feel like these were, It's it's kind of like, the kids not being put in seat belts and being out on their bikes without helmets, and <laughs> which was normal in the 70s. If you grew up then, you were just I know. what were you riding a unicycle? Were you w- wearing a helmet when you were riding your unicycle?
3: Yeah, no seat belts, no skateboards, and no helmets, and
2: no car seats.
3: Oh, yeah, no car seats. no, no car yeah, no, Your
2: parents have like road sodas between the two front seats.
0: Oh, I'd I'd ride in the hatchback of the of the of the car, it's like in the back.
2: Oh, in the way back. Yeah, oh, yeah. In, the, in the way the back. The way back. Yes. The way back is a cool ride. I love that. Just rolling that was my around. Favorite ride. <laughs> 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 What do I hear? I hear an animal.
0: And we'll be back in just a moment.
4: Think of a movie. By instinct, the first movie that comes to your mind is probably one of your favorite movies. One that is meaningful to you in some way. Maybe you connected with the characters. Much more relatable to me that a chick could survive and have the cat come with her. Maybe the story enthralled you. It is a beautiful, moving, haunting movie. Or just maybe it made an emotional connection at just the right point in your life. Just an all-around nice movie. But, and this is the part that's hard to believe, there are people out there who have not seen this movie. I'm Rave Telsh, and my podcast, Have Not Seen This, aims to fix that. Each episode, I talk with a guest who handpicks a movie for us to discuss. A movie that they find astonishing that people may not have seen. Why haven't people seen this? We talk about the movie. Laura
1: Dannon being able to compel Willow to be the best version of himself.
4: We talk about life. Then I lived with roommates and we did hard drugs. So join me on Have Not Seen This. Episodes drop every Wednesday, wherever podcasts are found.
0: And welcome back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is that a dog?
3: No, it's a little chicken. Oh,
2: you've got a chick. You've got chickens.
3: No, it's it's not a real chicken.
2: Oh, you're you're giving us sound effects, Dan. Thank you so much. No, but I I, I think this. Oh, I love that. I think this period of the late '70s, early '80s, a lot of us are have recovered from it or have transformed from it or have become metamorphosized in one way or another.
1: Oh, yeah. Kind of like your mom's egg
2: two sculpture. I'm just going to let her sculpture be the visual model for the way I want this conversation to go Mm -hmm. because it makes sense to me. But um, Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. at the
2: same time, I think that period of time is deeply fascinating for that, freedom and that wildness and these way too smart kids for their parents to even know how smart they were or know what to do with them.
3: Yeah. There's nothing, there wasn't much education in, in, um, in any of it really. Kid, Parents didn't really know what to do with us. You know, <laughs> it's like, So we, we just had to
2: go like, outside it was, and play.
3: <laughs> yeah it was like i hope they don't die you know be Let's back when the streetlights come on now it's like we're, we're we're so critic like their time is so is so blocked out sort of and and with different activities and they they have a lot more stimuli and, and stuff structure. to study and and stuff to do that that gives in gives them that with you know that stimulation they need, that creative, you know, anytime my daughters have problems, they all they have to do is paint or <laughs> or go outside and play or, But but it's 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 definitely given me some wisdom to know what to look for, you know. And there's and there's so much more education about about all of it now, you know. Schools are a lot better. I think schools in in general is a lot better now. Teachers are more aware because they all grew up. A lot of them, you know, principals grew up in the same time period we did. You know, (laughs)
2: there are they're younger than we are. Most of them.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not. They're they know more than than what they know more. They're more wise and educated. Even if it seems like they are it's, it's they definitely are. I definitely give people credit these days for having, being a little more together, you know.
2: It's paradoxical. In some ways, either, right? in, other
3: ways in, in other ways, it's kind of fallen apart, but. Thank you. But it, as far as like kids go, it's, it's for, for some, for the most part, it's it's gotten better. It's just like the whole world's kind of falling apart right now, so it's. Oh, dude! Don't get me started tight. on that. Yeah, there's, there's that.
2: <laughs> we are. Um, I, I want Tank Girl to run for president. Seriously, I just we need Tank Girl right now. No one else is going to save us. Mm, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's
3: crazy, I tell you. I know. But it's cool, man, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. We got to be thankful for too. I mean, I'm not, I'll just go nuts, you know. i got to be thankful for what we have now.
2: I feel you on that. No, seriously, if I didn't write what I'm grateful for every day down just to remind me that, okay, we're not truly in a post-apocalypse, I would be so distraught.
3: It's all going to be changed in a year, you know, it's hard. it's all gonna I'm, change it. I'm, I'm not sure how it'll change, but I'm sure it's gonna change,
1: yeah,
2: I feel like yeah. i should I should lift this up a little bit. you You've got um a brand new album, oh, thank you for that sound effect. You've got a brand new album out called Living Out Loud,
3: yeah. Live Out Loud is my my newest album. Yeah, it's it's already a year old, and I love. I, I'm proud of it, that record and my, my first. You record should be too. I was just talking to my drummer, the, the drummer that played on that record, a friend of mine, Steve Decker, and we were just talking the other day. I I was I was getting everything he was picking up his drums from my studio and my my old studio i have like a new smaller place now (laughs) yeah yeah, the place where we developed all this stuff all these crazy songs and stuff and 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 me and steve really developed sort of a rapport just just jamming together and we put out three records and um
2: what are the three records? I know Living Out Loud, I know Live Out Loud, I know Calling All Gods.
3: Oh yes, and then and then there's an improvised record we don't tell anyone about. It.
2: Ooh, the secret <laughs> record.
3: Ooh, I'm excited. It wasn't it wasn't a like a yeah, thing to like a commercial. It wasn't songs. It was it was totally improvised. It was. It's a two CD set. It's like totally improvised out of thin air, and and basically like all the songs just happen the way they they what you hear on on tape on the on this record
1: mm-hmm.
3: on both CDs. But but that's called that's WTD ceremonial. It's a very strange um, electric r- record. Noisy. Okay, I want that one. check it out it's it's not
2: super want that we never
3: did it to be popular we did it just kind just to be creative and yeah up in Applehead studios we like we went to a real studio and they and um they're really cool and and um and we just set up and spent a weekend there and and just played a whole bunch of like music the improvised music completely improvised I
2: love that that's a phenomenal, yeah, it was, that's it was phenomenal a really
3: great thing
0: are you familiar with with uh, xtc i think we've actually talked about this but
3: oh yeah yes because yeah, there's a bunch of bands that are really good at this
0: well you, andy from xtc and his former bandmate barry andrews who went on to form shriekback and shriekback's mm-hmm. drummer um, um martin and i'm forgetting his last name Mm-hmm. Um, they did a record together, oh, I don't know, 20 years ago or so, called "Monstrance," mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's the three of them just improvising the studio. Uh, cool, cool. And this is, you know, a couple decades after uh, Barry had left XTC and formed Shriek back. And I guess, you know, they maintained their friendship. I'm probably screwing up some of the information. But it's a mm-hmm. really fascinating record because it was all improvised. I mean, obviously, they edited down. Yeah. Took t- the good bits um, But it's two CDs worth of good bits And when you said two CDs of improvised music Done in the studio I'm thinking I mean it may, be, it may not have any sonic resemblance to it But yeah. I have a sneaking suspicion There's going to be something in the vibe yeah. That's going to match And so I really want to hear your record And then go back and listen to Monstrance When I'm reacquainted with my CD Oh
3: yeah Check it out It's good a weird record it's noisy and some of the stuff we did was like the bass the bass player who's he's a, the bass player was is his that played on this with that did it with us is um Damon Trotta and he's a he's a sound designer by trade like a f- television he works in tele tv like in commercial sound sure, sure, yeah. so this was this was like something he needed to do because he, he does the commercial stuff all day and it's right. like and it's it's something it's, creative I mean, this is like a total departure like a total jamming you know it's it's just so that that was it was cool it was like a it was a total um and he engineered like he took the tracks and just and just edited, you know edit them edit the fat off and and we threw away a lot you know we took yeah. we took the completed songs like as they were and just mixed it and he mixed mixed it
0: yeah, and you got go a seven minute maybe you, you jam out for seven minutes and and somewhere in the middle of there
3: there's a couple a couple big oh yeah of like there's gold there's like there's 15 minute songs, there, 15, 16, 17 yeah, yeah. minute songs, but they're it's pretty musical. There's there we we both used filters on some tracks. We both some of it's like a on some tracks I'm using a bass filter and he's playing a bass with with also a filter and we're doing these weird, just bizarre. Some of the shit's oh, bizarre. I love this. It's really. Oh, I got to hear and, this. Um, yeah. And the chance is the this chance happening that the stuff that happens by chance.
2: I love that. Where,
3: where you're all like you're all connected musically, like it's total like ESP and you and and it's it's pretty unbelievable that that stuff falls into place so perfectly sometimes. And, and it's in like 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 even on the same key. Like like why why did we all fall in on the uh-huh. same key? Particularly know? a weird a weird change yeah, or end on the Yeah, or and on <laughs> uh, end on the same feel or, how did we or, all end on the six? What how did that happen? Well
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's that, there's like a well. definite
3: connect like cosmic connection that happens with people that play have played together some, you know we we just you know the improvising is it's completely different it's i mean it's it's kind of like my my songs are improvised they're not so much improvised because they're songs but they're played live it's not all like every note isn't fussed over and stuff so my, my records are with a drummer we we played we played live on the, um, we played the the vocal, we did the vocal tracks, the guitar tracks and drum tracks all live on on both my other records. Nice. I love, I love doing so, that if it's possible. So I'm playing, yeah, so I'm playing and singing at the same time so it, it has that vibe, it has like mm-hmm. a live vibe. And Malcolm Burn is, is uh, so he's good legendary. at mixing. And, and, and he he became like the, part of the band obviously obviously he just played keyboards like he added keyboards and he just play like he just knows he he gets into the he really gets into your head and kind of learns what you he he learns your musical vocabulary it's really interesting but he I always, I felt kind of close with him because he I worked with him bef- years ago over the years with my brother Chris, and on on his on Chris's first album I did a little guitar part on on a, a song on Living with the Law and nice and then I, I over the years I did a couple guitar things on on some of his records and and um and we I worked with Malcolm twice on Chris's records um it was it, it was always a good experience you know and he always he was always a interesting cat it's an interesting guy to work with not not necessarily easy cuz he really he really has a way of, of learning learning whoever he's working with it's fascinating i've never hmm. seen it any- and anyone so
1: like
3: cool. but that's what a producer does. He really has to get inside your head and kinda of like know your your vocabulary kinda
0: yeah. Of- yeah, yeah, no I've I've ex- Mark knows. <laughs> I've experienced that a number of times and I, I can't always do it as fluidly with some artists as I can with others because yeah, for whatever of for whatever reason I just you know I can relate to a lot of different kinds of music, but sometimes it just clicks it's just yeah. there and you don't connect or you do connect or you don't yeah, there's there's right. yeah. there's definitely been times where you know i am i am the you know the fifth beetle as it were uh, that has definitely happened with yes, a number yeah. of bands yeah. where i've, I've become mm-hmm. basically part of the studio version of the band you know i'm not part of the live yes, yeah. band, but i am part of the studio version and, and i've it's that that's yeah that's, that's what that that's, connection is something else it's a it's a it's so rewarding and to be appreciated and to be accepted into the fold with a with an artist or a band like that where they are looking at you like you know you're an equal you're not just the guy pushing yeah, the faders. yeah, yeah. um yeah i never i never really feel disrespect when that connection doesn't happen of course because i am the guy pushing the faders that's my job but yeah. <laughs> but when it when it happens, it's like it's just marvelous, and it's happened in the, in the weirdest places too. Various records I did not expect to be deeply involved in, and then I end up playing. And I'm not even a keyboard player really, but I end up playing all these keyboard parts, and you know, doing sound
3: design on these records. It's fun. Cool, cool. Yeah, you're a, you're a synth, but you play synth too, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm like. I'm like a
3: MIDI guy. I mean, I can
0: work my fingers on a piano. Type I play keyboard.
2: synth and keys. <laughs>
0: but I'm not a. I'm not a. I can't. Sit, yeah. I, I can't sit down and play a song for you on a piano. I can't do it.
3: I can. Like. Yeah, Elizabeth. I remember Elizabeth was playing Chopin when she was like back when
2: a teenager. 70. I know, I remember you'd come in too. I, I was so self-conscious about being heard For some reason
3: Yeah, yeah Like
2: I'd be playing away And someone would come where I could hear them Speaking with anyone about my playing And they'd say, she's good yeah. And that was my cue to immediately stop <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Remember that? I'm like, oh, okay, that's it I'm not playing anymore <laughs> Fuck you
3: <laughs> But Mark's like a everything like he hears everything like he hears guitar and all of it all, that shit,
2: all of know. the instruments right. every single thing it's pretty wild
3: yeah
1: yeah
2: it's pretty cool mm. um what do I want to talk about I wanted to talk about um whatever else you want to talk about um i suppose you don't have any any Live events coming up soon. Is that correct? Given the way of Corona.
3: No, I don't. I don't have anything and nothing booked. You know. Because
2: oh, who can? We're We're yeah. thinking still. Our um. Usually. Oh, day. I do. I
3: do. I do have a. Wait. What do you have? Wait. Wait. I. I'm. Um. I. I just. Talk, the bitter end is the bitter end is having a
2: the bitter end well that's not the, small the,
3: potatoes no we we they're they're having a fun a fundraiser gig sort of thing that's just a okay. fundraiser to keep it keep the place open yeah oh, like sure.
2: that's important but, right now
3: but it's not a physical it's it's like how are a, they how are they pulling that off though It'll, it'll be a just, it'll be like a, a taped, um, videoed performance. I, I got to figure out a video performance and and um, just give it to them, you know? Oh, sure, sure. That's so,
2: how we did our Cirque, yeah, um, September 5th.
3: Not sure what they're
0: aware, right? Yeah. You know, they will probably have some sort of situation where they're either having it be a, you know, a pay-per-view or... Yeah, or a tip yeah.
3: jar or whatever.
0: um Ex- Yeah,
3: exactly. So a lot, of, a bunch of people are 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 lending their, you know. Nice. He asked me. I had good experience there last time I played there, so it's yeah, yeah. He, oh, he, hell yeah! He called me up and and I and it's it's funny. He called me up and left a message and. Um, Dan Casio and and um, at the bitter end and I and and um, it's funny because he he knew my my brother knew him when when he first moved to the city when he was when Chris was like seventeen, but um, anyway they so he called he he called me and left a message, and it, I I had on a, my crappy watch um, and my my. My dumb watch. I rolled over on it, and it dialed him back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, That's nuts. It, it
3: called him back at like three in the morning. Oopsie. And it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: no,
3: just, and then and then he heard that. He chicken. Didn't to be awake, he was like, "What the yeah, heck?" Quick. <laughs> he chicken. was like, "Wow, what do I owe this?" what do i so he started going on on this
2: displeasure he just
3: started talking and woke up the whole house (laughs) that's (laughs) funny so he wasn't he wasn't upset at all it was just no he didn't care at all oh my god then his his girlfriend called like while we worked he's like he's been in the like he's he's been in clubs for so many years he's just a nightlife guy you know oh sure sure he's just accustomed to those hours yeah yeah so yeah so so he, he's he was like it was just a hilarious it was just that's so funny two, maybe two nights ago but we were it's 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 been real crazy lately. We just moved, so it we worked like.
2: I know. I I feel for you too. I do. Moving sucks.
3: Yeah. What a drag! Moving. Oh I my mean, god! Not, there, there <laughs> is.
2: You can't put too fine a point on how much it sucks.
3: Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just, it's it's hard to move, and I basically move the whole house, like myself. You know. Oh, like, t- just so we didn't have to, to pay movers and stuff. Oh my god, but that's we, harsh. Yeah, we luck, luckily we sold our old place, and, and I would feel lucky. That place
2: to. was gorgeous. I would have bought it if I could. Like, yeah, it was, it,
3: okay. was, it was. really cool.
2: That koi pond. Oh my god.
3: Hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. I really, really gonna miss the barn. Miss the whole place, but so beautiful. But it was. It was like ha- moving out of one and, and moving in the other and not knowing what was happening. It was, it was such a stress. And then the sale. <laughs> it's such a relief to just now get out, you know, simplify life a little.
2: Our life is very simplified because <laughs> since the house fire, we're in, um, uh, <laughs> how many square feet is this?
0: Oh, if it's if it's
2: four hundred square foot Airbnb, so our life wow. is super cool. simplified. No, it sucks.
0: We're, we're, ass. We're sitting at our all the at ass our, our kitchen table <laughs> slash living room slash
2: podcast
0: studio <laughs> Cor- <laughs> corner <laughs> corner of the kitchen,
2: and we made the whole magazine happen from here. The whole virtual circ. We've got a poetry event this Saturday, and it's like what. Yeah. 'Cause we're Whoa. not gonna stop, we don't care. The house can catch fire, but we're gonna keep hmm. turning this shit out, dude.
3: Cool. <laughs> cool.
2: You know how it goes.
3: It's cool, you're turning this stuff out. You're still getting getting the magazine out there. Oh man, that's great. It's it's this lockdown thing has just been insanely hard.
0: With you before we go uh, where can people find you online like do you have social media connections and things like that
3: oh yes my dan Whitley albums are, are my Calling All Gods album and my Live Live Out Loud album is on danwhitley.com and those those records can be purchased physically on those and I'm on a um, and you can find them on all the digital all the um
2: band camp and
3: band camp, camp all. come on Bandcamp as well and and the the wt the wtd ceremonial album has has its own facebook page and Yay. it's kind of a secret thing it's like send <laughs> it's me like, the
2: secret link please it's,
3: just, it's kind of a it's not secret but it's more not so, I know, want to it's be
2: hooked just, up with that.
0: It's not. It's, it's not like advertised.
3: Yeah, it's, it's like a. I'm psyched um, for it. it it's 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 on. It's out there. You. Know? It's, I'm so psyched you can, for that. People can search that out. It's like a make them work for it a little. Yeah, that's a, it's <laughs> that's
2: a, why people like the cert, They've got to find where they are.
3: It's yeah. It's an underground kind of thing, but it's it's a it's a good double. It's a listenable. Double CD trust. album. It's a very long album, but it's it's definitely listenable. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna track it down and, and talk into it. It's mm-hmm. Very kind of punk. Yeah, really. It's I mean, punk is in in its values. You know, it was had it. I just
1: I try to
3: keep a pureness about music and kind of a purity you know without without it it's it's really nothing
2: i feel that i feel that so much
3: i get it i
0: totally get it
2: i have a hard time relating with a lot of top 40 music now that sounds so just mass produced and corporate and calculated to sell in a particular way
3: yeah it's 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 um they, it's fascinating that the s- sounds that can be made now are, are so pleasing. Like the low end is so heavy and like just a, just a drum loop can sound so good now, if, if like in a, in a big production. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh like, yeah. I know. It's like, all it, like it's fascinating that that's, that's all it that's all so it takes. It can, Like some of it, I really, I, I can, I can, I can kind of get off on like, there's 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 a couple things, like total pop stuff. I'm not gonna say it, but it's you can
1: <laughs> say it's, it. Just, it's like it's a this, free space. the ear candy
3: is so good now that it's oh sure sure it's, it's like the, the full you put on the headphones and it's like a full it's it's a really like a really. Quality kind of full function, yeah. I know it's, it's top to bottom, even if it's really crappy, like even if it's just designer schlock, you know, it's, <laughs> it's still listenable. Like, it's it's like the quality, it's so weird. Quality
2: I hate that by the production way,
3: production or whatever. It's it just, <laughs> it's like it
2: makes me have murderous rage,
3: but <laughs> yeah, but but like the, the values that go into. The the values that go into it it's a, it's like sometimes it's hard to get past like the on the song of it you know
2: always hard but, to get past
3: but but it's like at the same time where you're competing with all this other stuff that has to sound they they have to sound a certain way otherwise they don't get played with the other yeah they just they, don't get played I mean it's right. do you fit yeah, do you yeah,
0: fit the effort. flavor of the month or not.
2: No, my yeah. correlation is large screen movies versus TV because I,
3: we've been mm, talking now.
2: a lot about how TV is in a real golden age right now. Like, everything cool and creative mm-hmm. is on TV.
3: Wow. Because it's so much on, cheaper. On, the, um, like on, on like, Apple TV and, and the... Uh, the um, I want to see Trixie's the show. They're coming... They're doing some really cool stuff with with the Netflix and Apple TVs Mm -hmm. and the, 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 the short, you know, they, they have like these, like my niece Trixie just was just, she, she was on an opening episode of, of, um, show on Apple TV. It was one of, one of these great series. It was about a songwriter little voices or i think it was little voices
2: voices, something i don't my phone's in the other room and it was
3: great that she she played herself and and it was it's really cool that that it's really kind of a new york it it really kind of got into the new york kind of scene i'm so
2: glad you situated it locationally i think that's very important it is more of a new york vibe I think it, I think it's. really a really smart insight.
0: I think it's called Little Voice. Is the name of the series. Yeah. Little yeah.
1: Voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah,
3: yeah
2: thank yeah. you for the insight, though, Dan, for putting yeah, it like in New Yeah, wonderful.
3: Because I think the, really- um, Apple TV has some has some great stuff happening, and and, and um, Netflix, and uh, all the big. They're all coming out with some great stuff, like these great... Um, oh, so good. There's a c- really cool TV happening. And like the entertainment, it's like, it's the entertainment industry is so branched out now with, with like even, even like YouTubers are big. Like, I know, <laughs> big right? money, Oh you my know, God. Like,
2: um, Netflix, we just watched a really cool documentary last night called My Octopus Teacher. Have you seen that one? It's the most beautiful thing I think I've seen in ever.
0: This is a recommendation to everybody who's listening to this right now.
2: My Octopus Teacher.
0: My Octopus
3: Teacher. You, you, oh, yeah, what, what was? what is it?
2: It's a documentary filmmaker who <laughs> had lost his mojo. Oh, cool. Until he went into the South African kelp forest, which is what they call the underwater forests, and he found an octopus and they very gradually, over a period of several hundred days, made friends. Whoa. Yeah. It is so
3: beautiful. It's beautifully shot. Where
2: can we find it? Netflix.
3: Netflix. Okay, cool. That's that's where I thought I saw it. And you
2: could show this to your girls. It's so so beautiful, and the octopus is so, just the way it puts out a little tentacle, kind of warily, just to kind of gradually make friends, is the cutest.
3: Nice. It's really
0: astounding.
2: Now your little girls are gonna be like, "Oh, we want to pet octopus,
0: daddy." I don't think that's the best
2: and then tell them they're not to be kept as pets
0: so Dan thank you so much thank you so much thank for
3: you being so, here
2: so 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 much and thank you for putting up with us being a little bit oh.
3: late yes yeah thanks for putting up with me and stuff Oh, <laughs>
2: you're awesome.
3: we're putting up with each other here
2: that's what we do <laughs> that's the mutual put up with
0: I think no, the meat for team cast listeners will get it <laughs> stay cool you guys and Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Anytime.
1: Hey,
2: everybody. Thanks for listening. We always appreciate you giving us your ears. And
0: if you feel so compelled, rate and review and share us on your favorite podcast platform. If you're on Apple Podcasts, a review with text makes it actually mean more. You
2: can write anything. Tell us about um, your favorite COVID-19 recipes.
0: Write in the review. That would be fun, actually.
2: Write it in the review. Tell us Tell us your favorite, your favorite um, COVID sandwich. <laughs> don't put COVID in it.
0: My current favorite sandwich. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't date it at this time period. So we also, by the way. Meet for Tea, the Valley Review, is the magazine that is the reason why this podcast exists. And we have a very special double issue. A double issue. It is huge. It is close to 300
2: pages. It's like, what, 270-some? 270 270-something.
0: 270 well, it's two magazines smacked back to back.
2: Yes. We had to skip the June issue, as you've heard us say before. So we did a double issue. and
0: It's available at MeetForTea.com. It's available at mateforte.com.
2: And if you live in the 413, you can pick it up at Book Moon and at Broadside Books. And this is the entirety of the Passion Fruit and the Black Current Issues bound in one in my estimation super cool looking volume
0: yeah it came out, it, it came out really nice it's also available as two separate issues as we usually do for digital download uh, in pdf format so if that's your preferred method you can get either or both but they're basically like regular <clears throat> they're basically like regular issues in that they're separate <laughs> but if you want the big deluxe physical thing you got you got to get this thing Massive.
2: Well, and you know we are entering into the season when you might be wondering about what to give people when Christmas comes. Ho ho ho. Do you have that person who literally has everything or you think they do? They might not have this.
0: They might not have this. Wink nudge. Alright, so I think that was excellent. Meat for Tea! The Meat for Tea cast, season two, episode two. Thank you all for listening. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a matter of a couple of weeks.
1: The Meat for Tea cast is produced by
0: Elizabeth McDuffie and Meat for Tea The Valley Review. Mixed by Mark Allen Miller at Soan Lab, East Hampton, Massachusetts. Visit Meet for Tea at www.meetfortea.com. Please consider going to Anchor.fm to make a contribution through our contribution page. You can reach us through Meet for Tea Cast at gmail.com, or you can leave a voice message at Anchor.fm forward slash Meet for Tea Cast. We welcome suggestions for contents for the Meet for Tea Cast. If you've attended a Meet for Tea Circ and want to hear. From one of the bands or one of the spoken word contributors? Please let us know. All portions are copyrighted Meat for Tea and their respective holders. Vote for Meat for Tea on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at Elizabeth, Meat for Tea on Instagram, and on the Meat for Tea and Meat for Tea Cast Facebook pages. Meat for Tea is available everywhere you get your favorite podcasts.